When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks, Linda. It's Deborah. Oh, it's Deborah. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I thought that was Linda. Uh, she she'll tell us one day because it'll. I'm sure sooner or later, like the fourth wall will break and the AI will take control. Anyway, hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, aka Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Back, folks, another episode of Habs Nightly. We're sorry that this uh, this entire week has been a day late for episodes. Uh, just you know, life happens as always. But uh, I'd be remiss if we do not get you guys an episode. Um, it's kind of better that we did it today because honestly, there was not fuck all to talk about yesterday for this team. So finally, uh, a game happened. So we have at least something to talk about uh Habs wise before we go off the rails a little bit but uh during my intro you could hear someone interrupting me with a fucking mug and guess who it is it's Mason Dixon how are you bud <laughs> I was too busy laughing at the you can't cut that <laughs> starting <laughs> bit you gotta leave that in so I hope they're hearing why I was pissing myself but no what about, yeah. about the the AI mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I'm here sipping on a Michelob. Yeah, uh, I just finished my last watermelon white claw. Ooh. Now I'm popping open a Ozarka water to keep the voice crisp. <laughs> yeah, so uh, earlier in the week, uh, time constraint is why we pushed it back. But this hey, you got like was... finals or so, uh, mid midterms or some shit. Yeah, it's actually crazy what I've had this week. Um just endless amounts of homework and work. So Wednesday I had this fucking sucked. I had my biology midterm at 9am and then I had my math, um, like statistics and I'll just call it math midterm at 10 after 11. So from nine to 11, I had bio. And then from 10 after 11 to one o'clock, I had math. This was like a four-hour test in a row. 
And Jesus. the day before, I had to complete this like project prep thing for biology that was mm-hmm. worth like 10% of my mark. So I did that all day. And the day before that, I had chemistry. So I didn't get to study for this math test at all. <laughs> so I started studying at like 7 p.m. when I finished my bio thing. I realized I didn't know anything about the unit. And at about 3.40 in the morning, I remember, oh my God, my bio midterms at nine. So I'm sure you've experienced this, Cordy. Corey. Yeah. I made it, I made a decision. I could go to sleep and see if I wake up. Or mm-hmm. I could drink two cups of coffee and watch the Born Identity trilogy. Jesus. Jesus and Christ, it's Jason Bourne. Yeah, Jesus Christ, did I pour myself some coffee and I studied and I watched the Jason Bourne trilogy. And <laughs> I'd only had like two hours of sleep the night before. And oh my God, did I crash after? Because you, you get that like crackhead energy. For those four hours, I was on the fucking ball. My brain was working overdrive. The hamster inside my head was just running on that little wheel going overdrive. And the second um, I finished, I leaned back in my chair, kind of like this. You hear my voice getting further away. And I woke up like an hour later with the worst neck pain. So, (laughs) yeah, I wasn't I wasn't in the happiest mood yesterday either. So it's good. We got it going today. I'm all rested up, man. Did I fucking sleep well last night? So which one do you think I took in my college career? Which choice do you think I took? I think you were a sleeping kind of guy. Yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> why I, I don't have a good job. Um, you know, so learn from that. Don't be like me. Cause I was like, yeah, I'm just going to fucking get ripped and I'll stay up. And then I woke up like fucking six hours after the test, just comatose. What, what happened? What happened? <laughs> and then, and then you what kinda, happened? You kind of get that brief realization. Like Fuck. you don't want, you don't want to look at the clock because you think if you look at once you look at it, you have to accept <laughs> yeah. that you've overslept. Oh, I mean, that- like I slept fucking through the <laughs> entire day. I missed every class. Like, no, and then I had no. and then had to be like, uh, <laughs> my fucking tire was flat. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. But you know what I mean? There's like, if I know I've overslept, I yeah, won't I look at my look phone. At I won't look at my phone for like five minutes. I'll just be like, I'm, I'm a little stressed right now. But when I look at my phone, <laughs> it's going to be worse. It's going to be much worse. Dude, I almost said that this morning. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, dude, first off, glad you glad you powered through it. You did the right thing. Uh, I mean, the right thing would have been to study a week ago and go to bed at eight, but very true. But you know what? You understood that you procrastinated and you did the right thing to get get the job done. Uh, very anti Corey. I fucking woke up as I needed to leave to go to work. Uh, so thank God my cousin also did that. So, <laughs> so when I woke up in a fucking panic, he also did the same. So I had given myself 11 minutes to get fucking ready, which is uh, just was just enough time to do what I had to do. Honestly, the only time I've ever did the right thing when it came to school 
um one of my favorite fucking bands at the time this band called oceano not oceana very fucking very 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 heavy fucking metal metal core band uh with uh the lead singer adam warren deep fucking vocals anyway they were playing at the high ground which was like our music venue in metairie was an all-ages venue that was just like a second home to a lot of kids and i chose to do a fucking paper that then all right i chose to write my english paper that i needed to turn in for my final that then I gave to my English major, who is now an English teacher at my old high school, uh, a gram of weed to rewrite the paper to make it make sense. You gave, sorry. Pass. Who? Okay. So my buddy Cody, <clears throat> I wrote the paper. We'll consider my version of the paper, the rough draft. Then I gave my friend Cody, who's an English major, and we'll, you know, turned out to be an English major uh, and is now a teacher at my old high school. Uh, I gave him a gram of weed to do the final version of my paper to like make it all make sense. So I could pass my English class. And I missed that show and it eats me up inside a little bit because I never went anywhere in my uh, education career. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, Fuck it, I should have just not I should have I should have just went you know, and just turned in the rough draft and just had my teacher be like, fuck, this kid's fucking rock dumb. <laughs> but it is what it is. Hey, you made the effort. I did. I should well, honestly, I should have wrote the paper, gave him the gram, then went to the show, but I procrastinated. Moral of the story, young fans, don't procrastinate. Or if you do, do it quickly. <clears throat> I'd love to know what our st- like demographics are. How many young? Like- I can guarantee you it ain't it ain't a bunch of old fucking people because I can't imagine people want to listen to me at, <laughs> at like an old age. Like God, this kid's fucking retarded, or his brain's fried from fucking his college years. <laughs> like, well, it's interesting. I actually find there's like a weird. Except for Dave, shout out Dave. Love Dave. There's a weird demo like graphic. Like my dad, and I'm not my dad's not old. I said my dad's middle-aged. He's like 52. I find people his age listen to a lot of podcasts actually, because mm-hmm. when you're, you know, just dude, I, I need shit to doing, work. You know, yeah, just yeah. in the background. Yeah. Like in the background of like when he's in the garage, like building something, he'll have a podcast on. So yeah, I'm sure he doesn't listen to you though. I'm sure he's just like God. No, he's <laughs> he's had enough of me. Yeah, exactly. He's fucking already gone. I don't, I don't need to hear everyone. His voice everyone, anymore. you know, you hear see like hockey players, like a lot of people that were successful that are like, you know, I just want to thank my mom and my dad. You know, my dad was my biggest fan. Yeah, that's not my dad. My <laughs> my dad <laughs> get is the not. fuck out. My dad cannot give less shits, but no, he supports me. Um, anyway, Habs played last night. Shout and out Clark about... before we move past. Shout out Clark. He follows awesome. Anyway. <laughs> well, to on the subject of a bunch of bullshit, last night's start <clears throat> was ridiculous. 10.30 p.m. is tough. 
Oh yeah. Tough <clears throat> enough. And you choose that night. Now, what they did with Ukraine was amazing. They did the 50-50 draw and all the proceeds went to help Ukraine. So that is great. Good on the Canucks. Um listen, a 10:30 p.m. start time, I know it was earlier there, is not the <laughs> fucking time to trot out the fucking Olympians like three weeks after the Olympics happened. Because my God, could I give less shit about all these Olympic athletes who didn't win anything. Only two of them had medals. (laughs) It is 11 p.m. and the puck was supposed to drop at 10.30 and we're still having a goddamn ceremony for Olympians. I think the puck dropped at 11.05. Now keep in mind, I've had at this point, I've had my nap that I had in my chair with like... (laughs) Mm-hmm. my neck like is in pain and that's all i've slept all fucking day and i have to stay up to watch this game so we have something to talk about on today's <laughs> podcast and i i gotta tell you i olympians are amazing and i have all the most respect for them but i have not been more annoyed with a group of people through a television in a very long time i i just wanted the hockey game to start and Right. That was that was that was a rough one. That was one of the toughest, toughest games to get through, not due to the play, but just me trying to stay awake because 11.05 start, like, that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I had to be up at five. So it was like, I well, honestly, I gave it an honest effort to try to watch this game because it's two teams that have been really hot. With some history um, last year. Yeah, with some history last year, and I'm upset, and I mean, I understand that it's it's not Hulu's fault, it's not ESPN's fault, but it's like, fuck, dude, like, I pay money for these services, why the fuck can't, the one game I can finally watch, why can't I watch it, and I understand it wasn't available, but it's just tough. So, yeah, I ended up going to sleep without watching any hockey. You didn't watch any, you were just waiting for it to start? Yeah, I was waiting for it to start, but I it, it, it wasn't on ESPN Plus. It wasn't on uh, Hulu, so I really couldn't find it. Jesus, sorry. It? It I'm, trying, I'm trying to sneeze. Fuck. It wasn't on ESPN Plus? No, it wasn't, and that's, that's the what problem. What the fuck? Like, why why don't – like, look, I, I have Disney Plus, all right? So that's why I have ESPN Plus. So I wouldn't flat out buy – like, ESPN Plus – and suck my ass unless they're our fucking next sponsor. But they don't offer me enough hockey for me to fucking want that app. Just because that app was, I got it as a bonus for like $2 more that I got that. That's the only advantage. So for $2 every now and then I can watch the team I want to watch. But I don't understand. So I think you probably understand it more than me because this new ESPN TV deal along with TNT really didn't didn't affect me right yeah but everyone told me that this was going to be huge for the NHL it was going to get exposure it was gonna I have yet to see a game on ESPN yeah see I don't think I don't think you're going to find a game on the channel itself it's all app based now then like what's the fucking point I know because the 
it, it's it's only like exposing it to people that give a fuck about it. Um. No, but what I'm saying is the NHL made this deal. One. Yeah, and it was we were all excited like fuck. We're about to get ESPN. Like ESPN is the reason why I watched hockey back in the day because like, it was a channel but, that I could get down here. What I what I'm saying, and I don't understand, and I understand. Like I I'm not a billionaire CEO, but it seems to me like it would be common sense that if I don't know you spend. How many millions to billions of dollars did they spend on this TV deal? Mm-hmm. If you spend close to a billion dollars on the TV rights for something, maybe, just maybe, okay, it would be in your best interest to fucking promote the product that you have invested hundreds of millions of dollars into. So that you can then make money back on that investment. Now, right. maybe that's wild and absurd, but <laughs> I just don't like, I really don't get how, you know, we've seen this is, it's going to sound a little off topic, but we've seen what's going on in the MLB. Um, they finally signed a CBA, it appears, but it's an absolute shit show. That league. It's, it's a brutally run organization. I just don't... The fact that the NHL hasn't surpassed the MLB yet is just pure incompetence. And it's shit like this where I think a lot of the blame falls on ESPN. But if you're the NHL, you know, fucking, you gotta be... If I'm Gary Bettman, what the fuck is going on here? Right? Like... We we ask we want you guys to promote our fucking organization, our league. All I did was use the money to build a really good um like panel of people, and that's it. That's nothing. That panel of people basically we just bought, we just spent all that money to just have ESPN talk about hockey 20% more. I don't like on I'm sports saying- center. I don't care what Stephen A. Smith has to say about hockey. <laughs> like, and yeah. here's the thing. When hockey first came, we saw Stephen A. talking about, he talked about like, oh, hockey's coming to ESPN, people, blah, 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 blah. I haven't seen him say a thing about it since. No, I don't care because Stephen A. Smith doesn't know anything about hockey. But I've... Honestly, I've seen way more from that TNT crew mm-hmm. and the TNT broadcast, which I, I haven't TNT watched. TNT broadcast yet. is honestly like might be the showrunner for like a broadcast team. They, they've got to be. They're, like, they're phenomenal. The they've hired some great commentary, some great play by play. Excuse me. I, is Ray Ferraro's with ESPN, right? Yeah, I believe so. So that's an absolute dub. I miss Ray Ferraro on TSN. He did return for the World Juniors. But other than that, I think TNT has Mark Messier too, unless ESPN has him. Like I think ESPN's got Mark Messier. Does, but, you know, like in terms of credited journalists, Greg Wisniewski sucks, okay? Like he fucking horrible. Like I don't know 
who ESPN's brought in. I don't, I don't know. Like at the end of the day, if I'm in the U S I have two options. I'd rather watch. I'd rather watch Bally sports and I'd rather watch Turner or TNT. Yeah. Turner sports. And the fact that ESPN is supposed to be the primary player in this is to call it a disappointment, I think is an understatement because if you can't, you know, the whole thing is that hockey needs to be accessible. They talk about growing the game in fucking China and Europe and all this other bullshit. If you can't even grow the fucking game in Louisiana, south of the border enough that, you know, you want to watch a hockey game, you can watch a hockey game. They shouldn't even be, honestly, they shouldn't even be setting their, their eyes out, out outwards yet. If inwards, you still can't find access to the games. Yeah. And you know what's the, the worst part? If I were to buy NHL Live right now, because I pirate all my games. It's not because I want to. It's because if I bought NHL Live, I live in Ottawa, I wouldn't get half the Habs games. They get blacked out. Honestly, I'm going to have to get back into pirating. Like, I was so excited about this deal. I mean, like, we, we had, like, half an episode about it previously. Um, but it really hasn't changed fuck all for me. Um, I'm looking at the, the the broadcast team. Really solid team for ESPN. But I don't ever fucking see these people, honestly. Like, I, I very rarely see them. Um, and I can, I can, you know, I can weigh that on that I don't – I'm I, the world is moving past regular television. It's all going to be streaming sooner not, or later. Not sports. Not sports. I understand that, but I'm not going to pay for a cable provider for one television, like one channel. They're not going to offer me that, you know. So I don't get to see some of these people, and they might have a really good panel, but when I'm watching it on ESPN+, Plus, it's – you know, it's when I get to watch a game, you know, I don't get to experience enough of it, you know. No. And, I mean, Kevin Weeks is with them. Um, Kevin Weeks is good. Yeah, I love Kevin Weeks. It was tough to see Kevin Weeks once the shit happened with uh, NBC. Uh, but they have a great fucking cast. Um, so I really, I really feel bad that they're dropping. I, I don't want to say dropping the ball. But they fucked up when they let all these fucking great guys go to TNT. Like, TNT is blowing them out the fucking water. And it's crazy. When you look at this panel, they have such a diverse mix of uh, male and female athletes. Uh, I don't know. Just a tough break. But ESPN can really suck it because I have to – I'm. it's only $2, but I have to pay $2 for me to go pirate it, basically. Yeah, and TNT's always been really great at that panel stuff. Like, I am pretty vocal about my disdain for the NBA. I think NBA players largely are a bunch of absolute fucking pussies who have think they're God's gift to the world. And I hate the way – I just hate the whole culture around the NBA. Yeah. But NBA is a much better run league than the NHL, I think it's fair to say. And – the NBA on TNT is enjoyable for anyone. I don't like, I don't watch the NBA, but I will tune in to the NBA on TNT to listen to Shaq and Chuck argue with each other, Kenny and, you know, um, Ernie Johnson. Like it's, it's entertainment. At the end of the day, 
that's what you're selling. You're not selling sport. You're selling entertainment. Yeah. And if people can get any sort of entertainment from it, they will watch it. Now, I, I really, most of the blame falls on ESPN or on ESPN for this because, you know, at the end of the day, it should be them that promotes it. I think the NHL does need to say something though, if they haven't already, but like, I don't think we can really fault the NHL that much. I mean, if you were to, you know, it feels it like a almost, bad it was drug a sure, it, it was a sure, it was a pretty sure good money bet that you were going to have ESPN, you know, give you all this money and then it was going to grow the game. Unfortunately, not all, um, not all gambles work out, but on that subject, I think we have a message from our sponsor, Jockings, if you want to get that going. Yeah, let's get back on the fucking rails. Uh, the NHE, oh, Jesus. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposits. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Remember, use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or older restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so let's let's get on to this game a little bit. We went to talk about the game and then kind of ranted about ESPN and my lackluster uh, ability to watch. You know, there's only two games on, I believe, last night. There were uh, two is, games which is, on and you couldn't fucking yeah, find it. <laughs> which I understand that's normally the rivalry, you know, Wednesdays is rivalry night. But if there's fucking two games, you can't give me like I understand if you can't give me the live one. You can't give me just a, a recap or something. You can't give me, you know, the recorded one after the fact. But it's here's tough. what I don't before you move on to the game, here's what I don't understand. Okay. There's no football on. There's no baseball on. There's no spring training. There's no fucking news because they were locked out. And I'm not 100% sure here, but I don't think there was a lot of basketball last night too. Let me quickly double check um, just to make sure I'm, I'm right. There were... Yeah, there was like six basketball games on. But Even the then, like, the how thing. how do you not, you know what I mean? How do you not have that game? Yeah, it, it's tough. It's because the NBA is like, like, so I worked a game the other day, and I didn't even know we were getting this close to the end of the fucking season. But they're like, it's playoff push time, folks. You know, so I'm sure ESPN is just fucking flooding the waves with NBA, and then the Final Four is about to be down here. So I'm sure it's just all of that, and the NHL's money is just getting pushed to the side. It's not enough. You know, they know where their ratings are. It's not with the NHL yet. Um, 
But fuck ESPN, like I said. Until until they sponsor us. Uh, yeah. I, I and, uh, care less. And fuck JT Miller, too. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so talking about the Canucks game, uh, tough loss in a really hard-fought battle against a team that also has figured – is, like, figuring things out on the second half of this season. Uh, but, yeah, JT Miller literally ran the fucking show last night in every aspect. That there's a lot I want to say about that game. First and foremost, it was a loss, but it's the exact kind of loss you want to see. Suzuki and Caulfield both got points, and we lost. <laughs> like, yeah. That's perfect. We can do that every game for the rest of the season. I'll be fucking happy. They were in it the whole game, too. And Arturi, well, for, just score Turi, score Turi Lekkinen. Fucking two goals and assist, and then Rem Pitlick on a heater on a a goal and two assists. Rem Pitlick's goal, that sauce from Cole Caulfield was like bullet, was Beautiful. like fucking on the line, like it was just a string connected from both. Sticks. It was uh, I believe it was an empty net too, right? They pulled the goalie. No, on Rem there Pitlick. Were, no, I thought they had. Well, there were five forwards on the ice. Oh, oh, oh! You mean for us? Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a six feet, and I love that for Marty St. Louis. Five forwards, one D, fucking mm-hmm. work. It was beautiful, great goal, great pass. Um, yeah, we got to talk about our Terry Lackinen though. This guy is just elevating his game. It seems like every night he's now on a six game point streak. He has nine or eight or nine points in that um span of time. And he's on pace for 18 goals, which would be a um, season high since – or, sorry, a career high since his rookie season. Now he is now second on the team in points too, which is, you know, we've had a lot to say about our Terry Lekkinen and how great he's been this year. He's been absolutely phenomenal. And I know plus minus means very little nowadays – He's a plus two. Yeah. <laughs> to give some context, Nick Suzuki is a minus seventeen. His last his last five games, he's got six goals, two assists. Um, of players, okay, who have okay. played more than twenty games, he is the only one with a positive plus minus. He's played fifty four. Wow. The only players that have positive plus minus on this team are Sammy Niku, who played thirteen games. And had six points. Why he's in the minors, I don't know. Matthew Perot has a plus one. He's played 17. Corey Shoneman, who I love. And Jesse Yelonen. And they've both played less than 10 games. So, yeah. <laughs> Lucky's been pretty fucking amazing. And, sorry, there was one more. Um, this might be a little surprising. And, you know, hopefully telling of things to come. Can you guess the other player, Corey, who's positive on this team? He's only he only played he's only played six games this year. Six games. Uh <laughs> fuck. Uh, I don't know. Paul Byron. Matthias Norlander. Nice. You probably forgot he even played this year. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's it's felt long since the start of the season. Jesus. But yeah, Lekkinen's trade value continues to, I'd say, skyrocket. Yeah, honestly, it's 
after after our conversations where like I really was won over by like our Terry Lekkinen's like prowess on this team and how it would be really great if he stays and if he moves, it would have to be for something big. He is making a statement with his game on a team that had a tough start. And I'm sure if they had five teams looking at him originally, I'm sure almost the entire league is looking at him. And uh, I'm scared that he's going to go and he just keeps fucking scoring. And then like, I think I'm sure we're going to wake up soon and he's going to be fucking gone because he's just unreal right now. So from what we've heard, Pierre LeBron talked about it with Kent Hughes. Lekkanen is a guy a lot of teams have called about. And this is what Pierre LeBron said on the broadcast last night. Kent Hughes has been straight up and has said, listen, we are not shopping our Terry Lekkanen. We don't want to get rid of him. So if you're going to give us an offer, give us an offer. Don't like he's not playing around. Like if you want, if you want to make an offer, the Habs will listen on Ontario. They'd be fools not to. Yeah, yeah. They'll listen. But you've got to make it worth their time. So that tells me, look, <clears throat> Arturi Lekkinen, yeah, he, he could be gone. It's it's likely. It's maybe not likely. I'd say it's 50-50 at this point. If but if he is gonna go. I think we can be confident or at least hope. And it sounds like we can be confident that he's going to be traded for adequate value mm-hmm. and it's going to be an overpay because it has you know, to be. I, I know in the Habs community, you and I are outliers here, but we've stated previously that our Terry Lekkonen is a guy I think we can rebuild this team with. And honestly, we get a first rounder. Some people out there, I think fans of any other organization, especially Leafs fans, because they're a bunch of fucking clowns, will say, oh, that's a fucking overpay. <laughs> Look, a late first rounder, we've said it before, they're not, odds are they're not going to be the player our Terry Lekkonen is. They're just not. He's on pace for 41 points this season, 18 goals. And he is one of the best five-on-five defensive and offensive players in the league. He drives 5v5 play. Couple that with the fact that, you know, we have to trade Ben Chirot and we should. But Ben Chirot's also a UFA. So it makes sense to trade him because we can lose him. Mm -hmm. We can't. Lekkanen, unless he holds out till December, which I don't think is likely, RFA. He's here for another year at least. We can right. re-sign him. So I think Lekkonen's a very valuable asset, and we've talked about our untouchables on this team. Most say there's two. I say there's three, Suzuki, Caulfield, and Romanov. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying Lekkonen's an untouchable, and I don't like a lot of the people that I see on Habs Twitter talking about, oh, we should keep this person and we should keep this person. No, <laughs> we should sell most of our guys. But Lekkanen, I think, while he's not untouchable, he's not a guy – he's maybe one of the only guys that you can say we're comfortable moving forward and rebuilding with this player. No, I, I think that's nicely put. Um, <clears throat> so I just read something on Twitter. Um, 
and I think I think it, it hits home pretty well. Um, but you're about, I thought you were about to tell me Lekkonen got traded. Oh no no no! I got, <laughs> I got played yesterday. Uh, but honestly, six thirty a.m. Another hundred and sixty kegs in. I'm just, you know, I guess I'm gullible. Uh, no, oh, that, the the Kravstov trade. Yeah, I was like, son of a bitch. Um, I was actually pretty excited because I was like, okay. Uh, I'm like, maybe maybe the Weidman deal works because maybe Joel Edmondson's coming back. Uh, anyway, so uh, Lee Hare four uh, on Twitter posted uh, Michael Pozzetta definitely deserves to be in the lineup in place of Joel Yoel Armia. They're polar opposites with respect to effort. And Pizzetta has twice as many goals. There is not a silver. There is not a silver of doubt here. Why is this not happening? And um, that's a good. Ma- you know what? That's a it, good fucking point. It made me think about it. You know, um, and I think this is a really good hot take on air. And it's not really a hot take, but as far as just like a, you know, we didn't we didn't write this in the show notes. Um, Yoel Harmier. He's having a tough one. Uh, fucking 41 games this year, two goals, five assists. Granted, you know, he lights up when you least expect it. And honestly, He's a playoff I, guy. Yeah, I think Yoel Armia swapped roles or like swapped, uh, I don't know, confidence with Arturi Lekkinen because I feel like that was Yoel Armia last year at points where it was just like this kid was just dynamite and now it's Arturi Lekkinen. Take, take it I, for a walk. I do have a little bit of contention to that, though, because Lekkinen has been one of the best. Quietly. He's been in the now top Now he's 10. not quiet. He's been in the top 10 defensively for the last three seasons, tracked by analytics. Really? And, yeah, like top 10. Nick Suzuki is also one of those guys, sixth in the NHL. Nice. Lekkinen was eighth. Wow. Um, I think last year, too, like, what worries me about Armia is that he was great in the playoffs, so I think we forget it. He did he wasn't great last year in the regular season either. No. Like he very, was very very yeah. But if he scored, he was scoring too. Yeah, he'd go Gretzmia. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I also think in regard to Yoel Armia with the Pizzetta thing, like I haven't seen a player with the talent that Armia has coupled with his size. I haven't seen someone so unable to put it together. Like Michael Pozzetta is me. Is he six feet tall? He might be six. I think he's six foot, but he plays like he's six foot six. And like, he's got a fucking firecracker up his ass. Yeah. 6-1 Six one and was the energy we needed last night to uh to probably win that game, honestly. Yeah, and Joel Armia, when he uses his size and his skill, there are times I think he's genuinely a legitimate second line guy. Like, mm-hmm. but he plays like he's five foot four. Like, <laughs> I don't he's like he's like the kid that hit puberty in like grade six before everyone else. So now he's like smacking his head off doors and he's, he's like Bambi. Like he doesn't realize 
how big he is. And he's, it's just, I don't know. It's so weird. But no, I'm going to agree with this person. Uh, Michael Pizzetta's energy uh, overall was missed last night. And I think we played a, a very phenomenal game. But, I mean, if we needed to scratch somebody on the to, to fill a slot on the fourth line, I don't see why Michael Pizzetta is not deserving of it this year. He, in our lowest points, was the most explosive, fun, only – fun reason to watch the games at some points was to see this this you know this kid's miracle story um i don't understand the scratch but i i have faith in martin st louis you know i'm sure st louis sees armia knows what he's capable of and puts him on a very 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 good line paul byron and um uh ryan paling but you know, maybe that was just a learning curve. Maybe he, you know, I, I'm not going to say that Army is going to be like that every night, but Michael Pozzetta of, of all players, um, I don't think should have been scratched. Um, I think he's just given so much for this team that I understand that this was a big game, you know, for 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 this team because this is a this is another team that is is absolutely been lights out. And you know, if I'm the coach, I'm looking at a guy like Armia who I know is capable of getting the job done, you know, he's streaky, but I know he's got the talent. So I could play that, but also Michael Pozzetta, who's got the fucking energy of, you know, like a fucking Hercules almost, you know, like this kid just wants to play the game uh, and has the heart to do what needs to be done. I think he's the right pull in that situation. You have enough offensive talent. You got enough guys on this team right now that are that are scoring above what they they were expected after the start of this season. Michael Pozzetta's energy was dearly missed last night, and Armia continues to slump. And I feel bad for him. I, I don't want to dig at Armia, but in this you know in this the current state of it, Pozzetta was a right was a better choice. Uh, no, sorry, I. I agree with you a hundred percent. I quickly got a notification on my phone. Uh, Ryland texted me and said, my buddy Rye and said, you have to like, look at this. <laughs> I had to mute myself because I was pissing myself. Corey, this fucking fail. I can't, is it Nadelkovich? Like, go check this. Go on Twitter right now. I'm going to send mm-hmm. it to you. Um, I'm sure people listening will <laughs> will see it by the time uh, this is up tonight or tomorrow. This has to be one of the worst fails I have seen in a long fucking time. And for those of you who haven't seen it, <laughs> there's a puck dumped oh in. Oh, my the- God. <laughs> no dude whiffs it scoops he literally just scooped it right in his net so the minnesota what, what goalie is what goalie is this? it's alex nadelkovich oh no he was so prominent uh, he, he's still a f- fantastic goalie he's just in, a, in a, a bad rebuild team but um yeah minnesota and oh. detroit played tonight Minnesota dumped the puck in from like their own end and it's bouncing. Nadelkovich comes 
it's going past his net and he comes to like swat it for some reason and he hits it fucking five scoops it, it right in baskin robbins <laughs> moment um honestly I'm, I'm sure minnesota wasn't taking i you need to take every game serious you know but like especially after what detroit just did to toronto the other day um but but i'm sure a moment like this uh, in the pretty early moments of this game still just really lightened up the bench for Minnesota. I mean, dude, number 17 is coming in hot as fuck, and he's just like, well, fuck yeah. Like, you know, like, all right. <laughs> all right. Like, let's go. <laughs> fuck yeah. Look at dude. He's coming that, in hot as fuck. That's honestly. That's, honestly, dude. One of From the my worst fucking hockey plays I have ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> the Jettelvik is having such a tough year, dude. After having such a phenomenal year with Carolina last year, uh, that is tough. That's a fall from grace moment. I couldn't do better, but did you just call him? What, what did I call him? Just... What did I call him? What's his name? The Jettelvik. What's his name? The Najelovich. Oh no! I can say Benye. That broke me, man. (laughs) That wasn't even the first time. Like I'm laughing this hard now. I was genuinely in tears, muted when you were talking about Armia. I was wondering. I was like, dude, don't tell me this fucking guy's fucking internet dropped again. Oh my god! I I hate. I hate finishing out episodes by myself. I will fucking ramble. Uh, to the end of time. I was crying, Court. That is fucking funny. <laughs> you guys, like, honestly, I don't even care if you make it to the end of this episode. Go check out that fucking clip right now. I'm sure you've seen it, but if you have, it's gonna, you're gonna see it because that's gonna be played for decades. <laughs> honestly, it, like, it, I don't. It'll <laughs> probably be the only, the only NHL thing brought up tomorrow on espn not not (laughs) not eichel go you know first return back to buffalo it'll be this it'll be like stephen a smith who knows fuck all about you know hockey be like look at this look at this we we added we added a a loop sound you know like like a like a a spring noise how sick is this you know it'll be stephen a fucking screaming you know i watch hockey and in hockey you're supposed to stop the puck in (laughs) there Oh, poor Nadalkovic or Nadjalkovic. Nadjalkovic, baby. Oh, well, he deserves better. I think that team will be something in the future. But, well, man. Oh, they're going to be good. I'm so hungry. I'm so tired. Um, And we went into this episode with the intentions of having a short one. We did. We gave him a long one. And if there's anything else you would like to say before we walk out, uh, say it now. <laughs> the, the slow burn on that one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, thank you guys for, uh, <laughs> for putting up with us this episode. It's been kind of a shambles, but you know we have fun with it. Habs are officially in last place again. So, oh, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, Habs went into last place last night because Arizona's been. <laughs> The the best offensive team in hockey the last two games. Yes. And with the loss, they came in last. And, you know, we were joking. Petrie's been playing phenomenally. 
but <laughs> that turnover to JT Miller, the tank <laughs> commander is still on duty. Let me tell you, he's making sure. So oh, that's sure. all I have to add. Well, let's talk about the next episode before we, um, I'll just bring it up now. Hopefully people get look into it a little bit. Um, I feel very, I feel bad and, uh, uh nothing but best wishes towards him, but, um, hopefully this isn't fucking false news that I got tricked yesterday, but, uh, Dallas is saying Nico Heischer has some type of uh, some new problem has uh, popped up. And I'm sorry, what? What did I say? Dallas is saying Nico Heischer. What is his name? Oh, Miro Miro Heiskinen. Anyway, anyway, uh, this has been Ham Snightly. (laughs) (laughs) You guys still wear the partners on Twitter at Ham Snightly and Mai Benders, and we'll talk to you guys next time. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.